Meg is back, and this time it's got company. Today I'm talking about Meg 2, The Trench. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about The Meg 2, The Trench, which is the latest in the uh, Giant Shark movie uh, series starring Jason Statham. uh, That is uh, very obviously, uh, both in um, acting choices and just message and everything, obviously very funded by Chinese studios. Uh, It is something of an international hit, uh, despite very lackluster reviews. And I would say that I understand why the reviews are so bad. I'm not saying this movie is without its charms. I think you just really got to not even take it as a movie. Just take it as kind of a wacky, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. So you kind of from the 80s. So take that as you will. So without further ado, let's get started. The Meg movies are a great example of how Hollywood studios have failed to diversify their output. While the majority of money, time, and advertising has been spent on big-budget franchise films, a collection of Chinese studios decided to make some giant shark movies with a competent cast, passable CGI, and a decent hook, aka Imagine Jaws but a hundred times bigger, and make bank, especially at the international box office. It's so novel that the fact that the first movie featured far less shark action than you might want was easy to ignore, because where else are you going to get a giant shark chasing Jason Statham? Now the Meg crew is back for a bigger bite. Five years after the first film, our hero, Jonas Taylor, has kept busy fighting environmental crimes and raising the daughter of his former colleague, Su Vin Jiang, at the Mana Wan Research Facility, where a baby megalodon has been kept in captivity. But when a normal underwater excursion is thrown off course, Taylor and his team will have to contend with a new collection of deep water horrors and forces in their own organization. So this movie is a bit of a mess. There's a lot of appealing elements and plenty of giant shark action to enjoy, but it also feels like there's two to three movies all thrown into one, and only one of them is the one that was advertised, aka the Man vs. Giant Sharks movie. Far too much of this movie is focused on a corporate espionage plot, which feels, even by this movie's standards, ludicrous. The initial problem that the team discovers on their dive is that the baby Meg that they've kept in captivity has gotten out and is actively pursuing them, so they have to dive into uncharted territory. But once there, they discover there's a giant underwater mining operation that they somehow didn't know about and would require the kind of resources that only their nameless giant corporation would be capable of providing, including their actual gear, their deep water dive suits. So instead of just trying to stay alive while there's giant monsters underwater trying to kill them and a resource problem, Statham and company are also fighting mercenaries who work for this mole within the organization. And you really didn't need this element? The sequences where the team are doing their portion of the movie underwater and then trying to escape and then fight off what they accidentally let out during their escape are where this movie hits its action horror monster movie stride. The human-to-human stuff has some funny bits, but it's not nearly as fun or as satisfying when the big creatures show up. Again, that's why we want to watch this movie. If anything, it overextends a movie that would be a lot better at 100 minutes than nearly two hours. It also makes the wild tonal swings within the film from action comedy to surviving uh, harrowing survival drama more jarring. The same goes for character threads that are loosely brought up but never fully addressed, like Wu Jing's apparent death wish that isn't really resolved. 
You can also tell this is where director Ben Wheatley is the least interested, since all of this is pretty straightforward action movie, action comedy stuff, until the shark stuff happens. This is where the movie's gonzo inspiration rings true, as Jason Statham basically jousts against giant sharks on a jet ski with an exploding rod, or the side characters try to fend off a bunch of prehistoric amphibious lizards on land. There's also some grade-A shark kills, including some more ugly American tourists getting eaten and even shot from inside the Meg's mouth in the midst of a rampage. Basically, if you thought this looked fun, you're best watching either the final hour or skipping through the talking and human bits until the sharks and giant octopus show up. The verdict is it's unfocused, but not without its charms. Though I can't really recommend this movie, if you want giant sharks action, the final 20 to 30 minutes of the movie will fit the bill. So in that vein, the movie as a whole gets a 4 out of 10, while the final 20 to 30 might be perfect, might be, be, perfect B movie schlock. 8 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.